Welcome back to another episode, and not just another episode of our Prayers Breathing Podcast, but our 30th episode. That's right, already, can you believe it? We have reached 30 episodes, so praise be to God. I'm so excited about that. And for our 30th episode, we decided to do something a little bit different, a little bit special, and we did a live, a Facebook Live, And I welcomed back one of our guests returning with us, and that is co-pastor Dana Blue. She was on our episode about intercessory prayer. And I don't know about you, but in this moment, in this hour, I just want to make sure that I can sense what God is saying. We're in a pivotal time in the body of Christ, and it's so important that we're praying, that we're watching. So hopefully you checked out last week's episode, Watch and Pray. And this week you are in for a very special treat that you do not want to miss. So let's take a listen to our live episode here on the podcast. We are going to talk about just what's going on in this hour, what God is saying, um, you know, in this time. And I know he's put some things on my heart and I wanted to hear from you as well, Pastor Dana, because I know that the Lord speaks to you and you are a mighty, powerful woman of God, an intercessor and just a prophetic voice in this hour and so uh god is moving i can sense that there is an amazing shift that is happening just worldwide in the kingdom of god and so i just wanted to talk to some of our intercessors tonight i want to talk to some people about prayer and why it's important to pray and just what god is is saying in this hour and putting on our hearts (laughs) excuse those sound effects so what god is saying to us (laughs) So welcome everyone. Welcome to all of you that are tuning in. I know some more people are joining us. We had a little bit of technical teeth, but we are up and running and it's clear. So we're good. Praise God. Amen. Amen. One of our Amen. One of our podcasts, we talked about praying in authority. So I had a praying authority over this Facebook Live. Um, amen. Devil is defeated. Amen. Amen. So welcome everybody. All right, so let's jump right in, Pastor Dana. This is going to be mm-hmm. more of a freestyle kind of podcast, live okay. episodes. Like I said, we may get into doing some Q&As here in a second if people have questions um, about any of the episodes that we've recorded, and specifically your episode, which was talking about intercessory prayer. Um, and you said so many beautiful things about why it's important that we stand watch and we say not on our watch, not on our grounds. So what has the Lord been putting on your heart in regards to uh, this time of prayer? Amen. Um, I wanted to first say thank you for I see some familiar names coming up. I see my sister jumped on Minister King and um, Michelle and uh, Siobhan. And so um, Latoya, it is such an honor to Minister Brian to be on with you tonight. And so um, in consideration of what the Lord has been saying to me specifically about prayer, um, I think, um, well, what I know that we're about to see, especially as we move into 2020, we talked on the last episode about the anointing of the Shamar prophets and those that are called to watch. And that's been my focus on all throughout 2019, that no matter in your churches, no matter what capacity you're, um, or, or wherever you find yourself, if you just know you're an intercessor in the body of Christ, that it is 
it doesn't matter if your prayer, if your church is not having a prayer meeting. It doesn't matter if there, if it does not seem that there has been these um, um, planned or programmed um, times of prayer. If that is indeed your calling, there should be um, a greater impetus and a passion to begin to watch, to begin to see, to begin to stay focused about the things that should be coming up um, as prayer points before you. There should they, there, there's those things that when you're watching and you're looking and you're observing, the spirit of the Lord will show you those things that you need to be mindful of in your prayers. And not only just regarding the body of Christ, but in our nation, in our country, you know, what is the spirit of the Lord saying? And so it is so important that again, that we shamar, which that word means is in, indicative of the word um, watchman. And so it's, you remember in the Bible, the Lord says, you know, I look for a watch and I couldn't find anybody but that shouldn't be the case because we hear so many people saying oh I'm called to pray I'm called to intercession but then on the flip side of that they may say well my church is not doing this and it's like hey guys it's not about what your church is doing (laughs) it's not about it's not about the opportunities whether or not they be available you become the opportunity you become the experience and you become the you become the one that takes up the call to arms to pray okay and so if it if it means you know can you how can you facilitate um um, where can you find a space that, that brings other believers together? And like I said, I'm not even talking about a physical space. I'm just saying a, a space in your life, a time, an opportunity yeah. to come together and pray. And so what I really see the Lord showing me that in 2020, that's exactly what is going to happen, is that people are going to find unique opportunities and ways to go before the Lord, that we, we're going to... Um, we're going to uh, just say, hey, guys, you know, it, that it won't just be the people that you know either, that there'll be people that will rise up as intercessors that will say, I'm going to be praying here. I'm going to be praying there. I'm going to be at the community school in our city. Hey, everybody who feels the, the urgency to pray, meet me there. I'm going to, you know, I'm going here, I'm going there. And those people who feel the urgency of prayer, the necessity of prayer are going to align and they're going to show up in these venues. They're going to show up in the malls. They're going to show up in these different places that we think are not our usual places to pray. Because a lot of times when we're praying in our churches, there's no problem with that. But the world doesn't believe we pray because they don't see us pray. They're not invited into our prayer services. So when we come to pray in our church, we get equipped and we we come against the enemy but then there's a prayer oh god i hear the lord uh i I, we talk about marketplace ministry but i hear the lord begin to speak marketplace prayer that means that now that there's a different level of intercession that when we go into the marketplace and pray that it's not going to be you know that's not going to be the time that we hit a shot Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did y'all catch that? We yeah. we may not be here shine, but we'll be able to go and we'll be able to go in these marketplace um, arenas and still begin to pray. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. so um um this is important. This is needed because again, if we always are relying on or making the excuse that my church is not doing this or, or we're not doing that, then we'll never come into what God has required for us to do. Right. You know. Right. And so. Um, that's that's some of what I'm hearing. Yeah, because I think that you know that pushes us 
outside of the church and it gives us a greater level of boldness and, mm-hmm. and really what you're saying too Pastor Dana is the book of Acts when they were on the street and they were praying for people and uh, what I realized even I, I believe it was yesterday or the day before yesterday I went to visit someone in a hospital um, they just had a baby so it was a joyful celebration but while we were there we saw another lady um, who her brother is now paralyzed and we had a chance to pray for her in the hospital and it was just a God uh, divine appointment and it just hit me that some people will not make it to the church building that we have to pray for them and meet them where they are um, for many reasons you know and and so for her she had to be with her her brother kind of around the clock and so she couldn't make it out to church or anything like that but being in a place where we can go out and be the church and pray um, is so important and I saw a post that went around and it was talking about the shootings that are going on or that happened. Mm-hmm. And it was saying, oh, so we just say another prayer. And and that post kind of, to me, was like, no, there's a lot of shootings that do not take place because we pray. And those are That's the ones right. that we don't see the post about. Those are the ones that right. don't get the attention. But there are some intercessors that are praying in authority and things are stopped. And because they're stopped, they don't make the news. But it doesn't and- mean that we're not on our watch and we're not praying. And Um, The power of prayer is real. And so, you know, the enemy's agenda is for us to not believe that prayer works and for us to just become disheartened in this hour. And then the last part is for us to be asleep, like the disciples were asleep in the Garden of Gethsemane. So we have to make sure that we're alert and that we're watching and that we're mobilizing prayer, Uh, like what you said about marketplace prayer. So one of the things I want to talk to you about and ask you about um, God put on my heart. We know that 2020 is going to be an awesome year. I just sense that it's mm-hmm. going to be amazing. Um, but even in this season, in this hour, just putting on my heart personally to pray against spiritual blindness. And mm-hmm. so there's a thing in the body of Christ where even the disciples, as close as they were to Jesus in that garden of Gethsemane, something put them to sleep. And mm-hmm. sometimes when you're not able to see in advance, or you're not able to see what's coming in the spiritual realm, you're not really able to pray effectively because there's some form of blindness or layers on your eyes that you're not able to really pray. I don't believe they had any real clue as to what was about to happen or why Jesus was praying and he was sweating like blood, you know? So let's talk about that area and how to, uh, how to be alert in prayer, how to, you you have been someone that has been consistent in prayer and the prophetic for many years, and we talked about this on the on the episode, so I'll make a slight plug that if you did not hear that episode, make sure you go back and listen to it uh, with Intercessory Prayer with Pastor Dana Blue. So you have been someone that has been faithful on the watch and faithful in prayer. So talk to us about how to stay alert, how to not become spiritually blinded and, and distracted in areas. Well, I think the one of the main things that come to distract us is basically life, that life is coming at us so quickly that we are moved off focus by what we're having to endure. We're moved off focus about, you know, everything that we see around us. Things are not aligning. Things are not coming into uh, agreement with what we thought or what we have been praying for in our personal lives. And when that happens as intercessors, we're easily distracted and we get into this state of just um, it's like at every occurrence of being distracted, then I 
the, the it's like the spiritual blindness continues and then there's other because it's like our focus is our eyes are not set upon the things that we needed to be focused on now am I saying that we're not to be concerned about our own lives absolutely not but what happens is our watchfulness and our ability to combat spiritual blindness is going to be um, the reality of us setting and establishing that time that we are going before the Lord and again just doing those things that keep us um, alert and sober and vigilant that we the Bible says you know be sober be vigilant um, and then we have to we have to like some things um like a lot of things on facebook that i will um watch and 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 listen to just so that i'll know how to pray sometimes we'll say as believers well i i don't want to know we have to keep our spiritual eye uh gates you know clear but then there are some things that need to be aware of and and the holy spirit can reveal anything to us of course but then there's some things that just in the natural you know without being that deep about it that we just need to keep our spiritual insight and our ability to be aware open so um Again, I think the spiritual blindness is counteracted by us not being as distracted by the things of this world. But at the same token, it is important that we we step out a little bit every now and then, peep our head out, and then you know be mindful what is going on on the news, um, what where where what is going on in our community, and. Mm Then, other than that, sometimes spiritual blindness, our hindrances can, to prayer can be the fact that um, prayerlessness can cause us to be spiritually blind. Any sins or proclivities you can say in our that lives. Again. Yes, prayerlessness. Okay, um, it, it is it's a Christian colloquialism. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not as much as the real word, but it's a Christian colloquialism, prayerlessness. Yeah. When we are not praying, that's going to definitely um, um, cause us to be spiritually blind. So when there when there's no consistent prayer, when there's no consistent appetite or diet for prayer, um, so prayerlessness, and then whatever our sin proclivity or things that are going on again in our lives, these are the things that cause us to end up being in this operating from the space of spiritual blindness. Um, things that. Um, like, um, and then, then there's things like our, our psychosocial things, um, depression, fear, anxiety, anything that's blocking us from being able to connect to the spirit realm because these things become hindrances and blockages. And so then that blindness sets in. Um, there could be things that are going on, the sin of rebellion, the sin of disobedience. You know, these things cause us, again, to be spiritually blinded because we're not lining up with those things that um, God requires for us in the way that we live our life. And mm. so those things become um, the impetus for spiritual blindness. Mm. Yeah, That is so good. It's so good and it's so rich. So um, recently I had to get my eyes checked naturally. And, um, you know, there's certain things that they look for to determine mm-hmm. your eyesight. And so when it comes to the things of the spirit, how do you know if you're fully um, aligned with what God is saying and that you're not walking in spiritual blindness? Um, so what are some ways that like you can watch out to make sure that you're not spiritually blind? And I know for me, um, I pray against spiritual blindness. I pray for God mm-hmm. to open my eyes. But like you said, there's things that can cause spiritual blindness, prayerlessness, um, the pleasures of sin. Uh, so many things can cause that, just distractions of life. So are there ways that you can kind of guard yourself from becoming uh, spiritually blind or just examining where you are in the things of the spirit? 
Right, and I think that goes back to to some of those hindrances that we just listed. Is is um about um that self evaluation, making sure like is there unforgiveness in our heart? You know, the, the scriptures say, you know, if 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 you're not forgiving, like Jesus says, if you can't forgive like I forgive, then listen, I'm not gonna be able to receive your prayers. So now all of us struck forgiveness is not like this thing that is just magical and easy for us to do. So all of us can struggle in that area, but. It's, I think it's when that unforgiveness is on a continuum. Like sometimes it does take us some time to where we've forgiven, but then I know there's been occasions when I've forgiven and then something will pop back up and the Lord said, you got to still work. Does it mean that I haven't forgiven? Is that no? It just means that there's more work to do. And so what, but on some occasions when we move from unforgiveness into bitterness, then bitterness is always the gateway to, to a demonic flood. It's like once you get that bitterness in your heart and and, and then you, you you open your door, the doors up for delusion. You open the doors up for deception when there's rebellion. All of these things, disobedience, all of these things open up another gate where then now we think, oh, we're right. Oh, we think that, you know, things, um, you know, and, and then that's that's going to trigger that spiritual blindness. That's going to come alongside of it. It's like a package deal. If, if we're not managing and negotiating every area of our life in the way that we say, okay, we know that there's things that God has required of us. He requires us to forgive. He requires us to walk in love. He requires us um, to be in fellowship with the saint. He, saints. He requires us um, um, to 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 honor those, you know, our leaders and and you know, to their submission. All of those things are requirements and godly standards that He's already set before us. And so, when we align with those things, like I said, then we know that. We're better positioned not to be in spiritual blindness. But when we step outside of those parameters, then that's when we open the door for the enemy to have his way with us. Because, like I said, it's stuff like, you know, unforgiveness again, when we're not forgiven and then the enemy is sitting there and he's telling us, oh, you you know, they did this and they did that. And then you're ha you're rehearsing all of these things. And meanwhile, your eyes are focused on that. Oh, my God, I've been there. You know, my eyes are focused on this. My eye, I'm, I'm rehearsing. That part was so, not to cut you off, that part was so good. Um, so I, I don't know how much of it you can repeat, but it was really good about pretty much when, when you allow bitterness or unforgiveness to rest there, that can cause you to be spiritually blinded because those things keep playing over and over in your mind. And that causes you to not be able to see some things in the spirit which is so good, so good. So you can continue. We can hear you now, Professor. Uh, okay. No, and I was just saying, like like I said, all of us have those times where there's something that is blocking our reception to, to the spirit realm. There's something that's going on. Again, anything that's going to happen, like, like you said, spiritual blindness, that typically is going to be a result of something that's going on in the backdrop of our life. Something. So, like I said, I've been in those seasons where the unforgiveness was strong and I could not focus on spiritual things because I was focused on myself and what was going on with me and that person and why they did this and blah, 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 blah. And so all the time you're running this consistent take of things that that really at the end of the day, they, they are meaningful because what I, what I mean, I don't want to say meaningful. Let me say this. They are important because when we're hurt, we are hurt. Or, or when we feel wrong, we are, you know, those are things that we do have to deal with um, in our emotional space. But if we stay there, 
then we'll get stuck there. And that's going to be the end result of the spiritual blindness. And so then opportunities are missed. Um, so that, you know, that's just kind of some of the things that, like I said, we know that um, that those hindrances, be it, um, like I said, it's something like unforgiveness can lead to bitterness and then bitterness leads to where now the enemy has us. That's why John Bevere wrote that book, The Bait of Satan. Then now you've got the delusion. You've got the distractions. You've got the deception. The enemy has full. Uh, he just talking in your ear. Why? Because you're out of alignment um, with where God needs you to be in terms of he's commanded you to forgive. He's commanded you to to take this to love and all of these things. So once you get over in that place, then the spiritual blindness, the distractions, the enemy gets busy. He's, he's got leeway now to, to operate and take you off post and take you off assignment because that's what you got to remember. The assignment, you know, if you're an intercessor, there's the assignment. Your life, it, your life is prayer. Your life is, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're praying uh, 20 of the 24 hours on, on of the day on your face, but it means that at any given moment, God can, you're accessible to him to pray. Mm-hmm. So let me share an example. Today, I was with my mentor and we were out in the restaurant and the manager comes up and asks us, you know, are you enjoying your meal? And before he could get it out of his mouth, she notices that he has a, a boot on his leg because he apparently hurt himself. And you could tell he was in pain because he was squinting. And um, she said, can we pray for you? He said, absolutely. And immediately we pray for him. Now, again, we didn't show up, <laughs> but we pray for him. Right. Um, we pray for him. And so, but those, those moments are those, those opportunities that we have to seize, even, mm-hmm. you know, in natural situations where we can be praying. As soon as we got in the car, then she gets a text and they're saying that her, her grandson, I think, um, there's some where the campus that he was on, there was an active shooter and we pray. When we pray a few seconds later, there's another text that said they caught the shooter. Listen, so like you said earlier, um, there we are stopping things in the realm of the spirit. Now, we weren't the only one that was praying. The text went out and I'm sure there was people praying all over. But the fact of the matter is that we knew that there was an assignment and we had to stop at that moment and do what we were what we were doing to take care of that assignment. Mm-hmm. So good. I love it. That needs to be like a shout heart uh, reaction. <laughs> so it's so good. Um, I think that's so important what you said because, you know, even when we're hurt or even if when we're bitter or in that place, um, that for me personally is a motivation to release the person or to mm-hmm. walk in forgiveness because most people don't understand what you're saying about what bitterness can do and how that can lead to spiritual blindness. And I think right. that book with John Bevere is so powerful because we don't realize in the midst of our hurt and our pain what that actually leads to. And I think that if we have the motivation of, hey, this can cause me to um, be stuck in the spiritual realm, then that is more of a drive to say, God, remove these things from me. I don't want to be bitter. I don't want to be stuck. And when we get into places of hurt and bitterness, um, that is just like a passing stopping place that no matter mm-hmm. what it is, I'm not staying here. So this right. is just a stop. I'm going to address my hurt. I'm going to address my pain, but I'm not going to stay stuck. And then I'm not going to stay around people who are determined to be stuck um, because some people, I think, in pride, you like to feed on or will like to feed on unforgiveness because 
there's a lot of pride in that. And you feel like, no, I don't need to let this go. I'm right. This person is wrong. Um, right. And in certain cases, that can really feed your ego. So you don't want to let yes. that person go. And right. if we're honest sometimes, God doesn't always... Um, Punish them the way we want him to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, you know what, God? I'll deal with this. Um, right. Because you're going to take too long. And I have a whole strategy of how I want to handle it. So um, it takes a lot of humility to forgive and to release those things to God so that he can take control. So I want to talk about, um, and we'll probably wrap up here in a little bit, but when we are alert, when we are watching that God is pouring out his spirit in this hour, and there are some very exciting things that are to come. And so I want to just focus on um, the joy and what happens when we do watch and pray, because God will keep us, he'll protect us. There's things that God covers us from when we're in prayer. And I believe a lot of the distractions that we get to not pray is because the enemy knows the power that we have when we do make time and we do make room to pray. And also all the people that are affected by our alone time and our personal time in the presence of God. Um, so can you talk a little bit as we wrap up, Pastor Dana, about the benefits of, of prayerfulness when we are praying? Um, just the benefits that <laughs> come along with that. And I know it's like uh, the benefits are uh, endless. But let's just mm -hmm. talk about some of the pointers because I want some people that are watching and some people that will be listening to the podcast to be motivated and to understand that no matter where you are in your prayer life, um, to get back up. Now is the time to wake up. Now is the time to stand watch. What I love about God is it's not always, and we talked about this last week on, on our Watch and Pray episode, it's not always about how you start, but how you finish. And so as long mm -hmm. as you get back up, if you feel like, man, my prayer life is real dry right now. I haven't prayed. I've been so busy. You can get back up and start again. So, hey, Shonda, right. you can get back up and start again in prayer. So let's talk about the benefits of, of prayer and being prayerful. Um, this is this is what I love. Now, of course, on most of these broadcasts, we've really been talking more to the intercessors. But mm -hmm. this is what I know um, that for the watchmen, the intercessors, um, the Shamar prophets, whatever the case may be. This is what I know about anything that you're called to do that when you are walking in your calling right um when we're outside of our calling there's dissatisfaction there there's discouragement there's so many things that the enemy uses but when you are able to um because again when we don't understand the identity of something, then abuse is inevitable, right? But when you understand and you can identify that there is this gift of intercession, there is this anointing upon my life, and that this is what I'm called to do, once you start moving in that direction, that in and of itself is a burden removed. Now, that does not mean that there's going to be no warfare, because of course we know the enemy is now, he's going to up his ante, and he's going to come at us stronger. But then there's a greater sense of joy. There's a, the, the, because the, if we're not working in our gift, then the the grace that we need, see, when you start moving in the direction of your gift, then God begins to supernaturally grace and enable you to do exactly what he assigned you to do. But if you're not walking in that, then that grace is not, he's not pouring out grace for something that you're not doing in right. that, in that right, you know, I mean, in that manner. And so um, once we start moving in the direction of what God has called us to do as believers, and especially those who sent a greater call to, to, to prayer and intercession, then that grace comes alongside of us, that equipping anointing comes alongside of us. And so we begin to move in that direction and the Holy Spirit is enabling us divinely by his spirit, supernaturally to be able to, to access and, and to open portals 
portals of heaven and to pray and take authority and to bind and to loose. Now, all of us as believers have these privileges to bind and loose, and that's just not for the intercessors. But what I'm saying is that we know that when you when you move and you operate in that, then there's there's a greater grace for it. So that even when you're being attacked, you're like, Lord, listen. But still, every time you come out and you're winning, there's joy in that. There's joy in knowing that God is a God of that causes you to overcome and triumph and to prevail no matter what the enemy comes to do. And so then the joy of it is the is is knowing that um, that God is answering prayers when you're interceding and you're believing God for somebody else's life. And then you see that God is moving. You know, that's not that shouldn't be an ego stroke, but rather that should just be a thank you, Jesus. Like I see that that you have. um Allow me to partner with you because that's what we got to realize that prayer when we're interceding, that means that now we're partnering with the Holy Spirit. And when we partner with him, then that means his, that he's partnering with we're partnering with him so that the kingdom of God is advancing. Mm-hmm. The Bible says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. And so those intercessors, we, we're called to be like, listen, devil, you got to back up off my friend. You got to back up off my family. You got to back up off this situation. I take it by force. You're not going to have you're not going to just, you know, run up in here and do what you want to. And then when we begin to see that lives are changed, that people are coming into the fullness and knowledge of Christ because prayers are being answered, because those things that we're believing God for are now coming into fruition. Listen, that that's the benefit. And then, of course, there's the immeasurable uh, and, and, and new, innumerable rewards of prayer that God grants us because of our obedience. And that's just that's that that's that understanding of his care and his 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 love for us. And then those things that sometimes you just be like, God, you really blessed him. <laughs> like these things are coming together. There's blessings and favor that come alongside of obedience. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I but, you know, yeah. um. I believe that we could never, like you said, the, the, I, that's a hard one because I, I just believe that whenever you're doing what God calls you to do, listen, you've got to open virtually blind, but you see something. Like if you're in Walmart, you see somebody arguing and fighting. Don't just be like, girl, honey, they getting hit in here. No, start to pray. Mm-hmm. I don't know why why it went out. It must just be the internet connection. Can y'all hear her now? Keep talking. I think it was cutting out and then it got better. Okay. So, no, I was saying that, you know, if we can just consider ourselves to be as intercessors, prayer walking the earth. So that that means that every at every occasion, like we observe something where we're not not even I'm not even talking about spiritually blind, um, but just um, just natural things, like I said. So you may be at Walmart and you see somebody fighting. Don't call your girlfriend and be like, girl, they ain't here getting it in. No, just, you know, while you're walking around the store, pray. You know, God, mm-hmm. help that situation. So I think that it becomes a, a place of mindfulness where we're continually engaging the heavens. Mm-hmm. Thy kingdom come, mm-hmm. thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're continuing decreeing and declaring and call, asking God to establish his will in the earth. Whatever he's saying, we're bringing that thing down to the earth realm because we're continually um, pursuing and making our life a prayer in the earth. Uh, 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 we're, we're becoming prayer. Amen. Amen. I want to say into that in closing, um, when we are praying in authority and everything that you just said and everything that you just mentioned, I um what what we need to focus on, too, is not engaging so much in our feelings. 
because mm-hmm. instead of engaging in the spiritual realm, we can engage in our feelings. And there has to be a game changer difference in this season and this hour. Um, and you mentioned taking authority over your family, taking authority over your friends and even taking authority over your mind. Like you have to decide, am I going to engage in these feelings of sadness and depression or am I going to grab a hold of the joy of the Lord and take authority um, instead of walking in my feelings? So I think it's so important that we walk by faith, not by sight. Uh, that we pray in authority, that we know that all of heaven is backing us up, especially if we're walking in obedience. Like you said, the, the benefits to prayer are endless, you know, and sometimes we get discouraged because we don't see them, but we are instructed to walk by faith. So whether we see the healing at that moment or the breakthrough in that moment, uh, true men and women of God and true men and women of faith do not have to see it in order to believe it. And we miss that part. And one thing that I love about Hebrews when it talks about um, just kind of like all the people who had faith, it talks uh-huh, about faith. they died mm-hmm. in that. They died believing the promises of God. And so even somebody like Abraham, when he's told that he would have descendants like the uh, like the sand, right? Mm-hmm. Or descendants like the stars in the sky, he died not seeing all of that come to pass, no. but he still believed that it was already coming. And so even when we pray, whether it takes one day, five years, 10 years, we have to have the fullness and the assurance to know that whatever we pray for in faith is already done, whether we can see it or not. And then that causes us to not walk in our feelings, but to mm-hmm. walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. So, so let me just say two things for that. Um, Proverbs 4 and 23, guard your heart. What's the wellspring of life? Um, different translations say different things, but out of it flows the issues of life. And so um, even even that guard there is the same connotation for Shamar, which is that. So basically build a garrison, build a fortress. Watch your heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be the personal. Uh, uh, watch your heart. Um, I heard um, Apostle Thompson was talking about this just the other day and saying, you know, Guard your heart. Be the personal prophet, meaning that when I realize that things in my heart are getting off, I have to be the one to speak to my heart and say, no, 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 we're not going this way. And so then that 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 the, then you look at that and, and the scripture tells us what cast down every vain imagination and everything that it would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Cast it down the moment that it comes into um, into into your in your space. No. We're not going right. there. Now, I'm not saying that we deny every emotion, but there's sometimes that we know, like I told somebody the other day, I said, oh, I just took a walk down Petty Lane. I knew I was in Pettyville. <laughs> listen, I was always, honey, I was in Pettyville with a backpack yeah. on. And I said, listen, okay, let's get it together. <laughs> let's get it together. Because I'm over here in Pettyville. I have I'm been telling to Pettyville. You. Oh, Pettyville, honey, with full tickets. Brought back some souvenirs. Amen. But, um, so... I didn't mean to cut you up on that, but that that's just what I'm saying. Proverbs 4 and 23 um, has really been my, um, all of 2019, just reminding myself, guard your heart, guard your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I heard a pastor uh, talk about that and he said, you know, like almost like a bouncer, you guard what comes in and you guard what goes out. Goes out. And Amen. so if something tries to not bitterness, like, nope, you're not coming in here. Uh, hopelessness nope you're not coming in here and when we realize the level of authority that we have over our mind and over what Mm -hmm. we allow to come into our space um that help us to walk by faith and decide what we're going to uh, operate in and what we're not going to allow on our watch 
Amen. So I want us to uh, close out. If you can say a prayer um, for us, for all of our listeners, and Amen. just for everyone in this hour um, to truly be able to sense what God is saying. And just however the Holy Spirit leads you, if you can close us out in prayer, that would be awesome. Amen. So, Father God, we thank you today for everyone that is on this line. We thank you, Lord God, that you are our Father. You are our Father where the Spirit of uh, cries out, a Spirit of adoption cries out. So, Father, I know that there's people on this line today that are called to be intercessors. Those, God, that you have equipped in this hour to be the watchman. And so, Father, for that, I called them in right now, God, to begin to arise. Arise to the calling. Arise, Father God. And I pray, God, that you would stir up every gift, that you would activate them now, God, into a greater level of intercession and to a greater level of prayer and father we come against all spiritual blindness god that in this season god as we approach 2020 that that is a year of crystal clear vision that our eyes will be open to see hallelujah and to understand that our perception that we will perceive oh god before it even even far off we will perceive afar off what the enemy is trying to do we'll perceive the distractions we'll perceive those mandates that you've given us god and that we'll begin to invest time and prayer to causing the kingdom to advance and so god we thank you now hallelujah god that you're causing all things to work together in our lives god as you call us into a deeper purpose as you call us god deeper hallelujah god into the things that you require for us in this season and we give you glory and honor god when we go into 2020 God, we believe that there's going to be a manifestation and a demonstration of your power where eyes have not seen, neither have ears heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of men that which you have prepared for us. This is our prophetic declaration on today that we shall see a performance. Mm. Hallelujah. And we give you glory and honor for it. Now, bless this ministry. Bless prayer is breathing. Bless this woman of God. Latoya Bryant, Minister Bryant. And God, bring her into a greater scope and, and understanding of her calling like never before. Yes, Lord. We pray, God, that you will begin to open up the doors, Father God, and that you will cause those, Lord God, who, who you have um, align, assigned to her life to align now. And we give you glory and, and for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is so rich. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, so all of you that are listening, make sure you follow us on the gram at Prayer is Breathing. Also on our Facebook page. And many of you are with us on Facebook right now. But for the recording, uh, follow us on Prayer is Breathing. And then also, Pastor Dana, let's tell them where they can find you in your book about glory carriers and um, just I am revival. So if you want to talk maybe about a minute with that and tell people where they can purchase your book. If you want to learn more about prayer, revival, Y'all, I've read some of this book and it is amazing. So you want to get it, download it, um, because God is shifting some things in this earth. And I can tell you that Co-Pastor Dana is definitely a prophetic voice. And you want to get this book so that you can be in tune with what God is saying. So if you Amen. can share with us where we can find you and Amen. find and purchase your books. Um, I'm Dana M. Blue on Facebook. Um, Dana Blue Ministries on Facebook. Um I am a tremendous introvert and charismatic person at the same time. <laughs> I'm an ambivert. So it took me a while to get on Facebook, but I'm out there, guys. Dana Blue and um, and, and Dana Blue Ministries as well. I Am Revival is available on Amazon and also Aware, which is um, means authentic, authentic women awakened, released, restored, 
and equipped that is also available on amazon now um so that is empowerment keys for women in ministry so check out both of them and um that's pretty much it that's where i'm at and those of you that see this prayer work sure we have tons of prayer works also watch and pray at awake christian clothing so you can follow us on the gram if you want some prayer gear so we love y'all god bless you thank you so much this was so rich welcome i'm going to re-listen and take some notes um i took so many notes from our last episode so i love you so much um god bless you co-pastor dana and god bless each and every one of you for watching and tuning in have a victorious week walk in authority and power do not walk in your feelings we wrestle not against flesh and blood take authority walk in victory in jesus name amen amen God bless. also be sure to check out the full link to this video on our prayers breathing facebook page thanks for tuning in